0: Welcome, NEC fans, and thank you for joining us as we celebrate National Girls and Women in Sports Day with our student athletes. My name is Adrian Barajas, and I am the communications assistant at the NEC. I would like to thank the two student athletes for joining us today and offering to share their success, words of encouragement to the next generations, and ideas for future direction in women's sports. Let's start by going around the room and introducing ourselves.
1: Yes, hi, my name is Ali Meehan. I am a student athlete at Wagner College. I compete in triathlon and I'm a senior. I am majoring in psychology and sports administration.
2: Hi, I'm Julia Brenneman. I'm a junior on the St. Francis University field hockey team, and I'm a double major in marketing and management.
0: Awesome. So thanks again um, for joining us today on the NEC Overtime Pod, and uh, why don't we dive into some questions? So, Julia, what kind of words would you use to describe your journey in becoming a Division I student-athlete?
2: Um, you know, it's overwhelming, but it's like excited chaos almost to describe it summed up. Um, I know the recruiting process is different for different schools, but here at St. Francis, they really do a, a good job of having you meet the team, having you meet different athletic administrators and academic administrators, um, and they make it a really inviting process. And my time here has just been awesome. I am a junior, so I've been here for three years and overall, it's just a really community-based school. And it's been really good, especially as a female athlete. Um, They really support us here and they want to hear our needs as well as our Mm -hmm. um, gratefulness for the program and the school.
0: Amazing. No, that's awesome. Thank you for sharing uh, what that journey has been like for you. How about yourself, Allie?
1: Yeah, I would say rewarding and inspiring. Um, Sometimes things become really overwhelming. Like Julie was saying like sometimes it just seems like so much but then it's like the next day or the next week next week like you realize that you did all of that and you're still moving forward and you're still here sometimes it just seems like wow like I have so much to do like so much to do with my sports, so much to do with academics just things on campus and mm-hmm. I feel like as student-athletes we want to be involved in so many different ways and then we become involved and it's super rewarding but also just so inspiring like through things like SAC and through things on my own campus like I see so many people doing great things and that makes me want to do great things as well. So just being on a campus like that and being around people like that is is really inspiring.
0: Amazing. And Allie, can you name and explain a couple of factors that kept you motivated to become the student athlete that you are today?
1: Yeah, I would say just seeing the people around me do things um, that I wanted to do. I think when I was a freshman, I saw um, a girl on my campus who was on the tennis team become involved in national sack. I was like, wow, like that's really cool. I wonder like how I can do that. And then I heard about like a position opening. And I was like, that is what I want to do. Um, then I applied and I got it. And now I'm doing what she was doing, which is really cool. Um, so just things like that, just seeing things that other people have done and becoming inspired by that and realizing that like, mm-hmm. I can apply like maybe I'll get it, maybe I won't, but it's worth applying and giving it a shot.
0: For sure. It's awesome that, you know, you know you've know you had and come across, uh, you know, fellow student athletes that have, you know, that you've, you've aspired to be like, and, and, and it's clear, like, look at you now, the co-chair of, of, of SAC, and, um, you know, <laughs> some great stuff that you're doing. And I'm sure that you the way that individuals ahead of you have left an impact on, on you, you'll be able to do for others. So that's awesome. And uh, Julia, can you name and explain a couple of factors that kept you motivated to become the student athlete that you are today?
2: Yeah, um, just like atmosphere. I mean, I kind of explained a little bit, this is very like community-based and um, we really have team supporting teams here. And Mm -hmm. if I see the success of one team, I want that success for my team. And it just goes vice versa. All the teams are really supportive of each other. And Mm -hmm. same thing, you see people ahead of you that have accomplished great things. And it makes you want to accomplish great things. Not just because, like, you want to beat them so-and-so, but because Mm -hmm. um, you see that it's possible. And, like, it's just inspiring, really.
0: Amazing. Awesome to hear. And, Julia, looking back on the evolution of women's sports... What about today's day and age, and as women belonging to Generation Z, have assisted you in your success as D1 student athletes?
2: That's a big question. (laughs) Um, Overall, I think now, especially because of social media, we see Mm -hmm. so much more coverage of women's sports, especially like on Instagram, on Twitter, Um, because, you know, the news has everything, but I feel like all of our generation is on Instagram. So we see all those really popular student athletes posting, getting um, NIL deals. It's just more appreciation for that side of the sport. And overall here, um, we do women and national women and girls like sports. So we actually have a lunch this coming week on Wednesday at like 6.50 in the morning because you know it has to be before classes. So we have a lunch and we're going to have a speaker, but it really just shows the support from like the school that they have for us and overall just appreciation. And I feel like it's built on that, because St. Francis used to be an all-boys school, and Mm -hmm. here we are, and we're getting our own lunch, so it's great. It's an awesome opportunity.
0: No, absolutely, and you've, uh, you know, you've shared a couple of those topics that have certainly assisted uh, today's society, and you mentioned the opportunity for NIL deals, um, social media exposure. Um, Allie, is there anything else that, looking back on uh, the evolution of women's sports, that you feel also has assisted uh, your success as a D1 student-athlete.
1: Yeah, I just feel like there's just so many more opportunities. The sport that I'm doing, triathlon, is um, a product of sort of Title IX because more women's sports needed to be added uh, to balance out with the men's. So Mm -hmm. it was added, I think, in 2013 or 2014. I think 2014. And when I was younger and I saw that, I was like, wow, that is such a cool opportunity. Um, Now there is over 40 schools that have women's triathlons so wow. she'll be becoming an official ncaa sport so just that alone is just a whole opportunity for a group of girls and just all the other emerging sports for mm-hmm. women um, just provide so many great opportunities especially when they're olympic sports they're feeding into help team usa um is is really awesome
0: for sure that, that is amazing to see um you know, just the progress, how it's becoming like a snowball effect and all these sports are emerging and uh, the recognition that, um, you know, these sports and women in sports truly deserve. So that's awesome that, you know, from 2014 to today, you can see uh, the progression. Um, Awesome. And Julia, could you share an, an accomplishment or an experience during your career that has made the journey all worth it to you?
2: Well, this past fall, uh, my teammate to the final four for the NEC Conference Championship. And that is something that um, the program has not been able to do in seven years, partially due to COVID and partially that we were out of the conference. But just getting back there, being in the atmosphere, playing against some of the best in the conference, Wagner was there too, and it was at Wagner. So it was just really cool to um, experience that. And I think the whole team just kind of felt like a sense of pride and accomplishment, mm-hmm. um, especially after all the hard work you put in, you know, the nine hour travel, travel hours on the bus and eating lots of olive garden, and <laughs> all of the repetitiveness, but um, eventually making it to the goal and having a shot at that championship, especially as a young team, like
1: some mm-hmm. of it, it was our
2: first or second year of playing. So um, it was just a really great opportunity.
0: Amazing, uh, thank you for sharing. Ali, how about yourself, an accomplishment or an experience during your career that has made the journey all worth it to you?
1: Yeah, I think just one of my experiences would be sort of like the reflection on how college sport has like helped me through my life. I'm sort of in the process of applying to grad schools and writing about myself. And a lot of um, like the career I want to go into relates to college sport. I want to go into sports psychology and it's pretty cool to like write and reflect on how like my experience as a student athlete has sort of led me to, to that career. Um, I faced a bit of burnout, like quite a bit whenever I was like a sort of throughout COVID. So my sophomore and junior years, and that sort of made me realize how like passionate I am about sports psychology and the mental health resources. So Mm -hmm. just like that experience of being able to, learn where I want to go in my life past college sport has been has been really really cool
0: awesome and I'm kind of going off script here but you you brought up a topic that I think uh, we we could shed some light on so like as student athletes you know and, and and when you get to college and you know it's now it's like tougher than it's ever been more competitive on top of the workload and it's you know you're studying more than you ever have you know everything is elevated and then you mentioned, you know, sometimes uh, student athletes can feel burned out and that's awesome that you've turned to like, um, you know, the direction of mental health and, and, and sports psychology which is awesome. So Julia and Allie, feel free to uh, take turns speaking. Just, just what kind of advice? What, what is something that you would share with someone else that is experiencing burnout? Like if you've experienced yourself and come out of it, or, or going through it, or have gone through it, what, what would you, what would you want other people to keep in the back of their head when they, if they get to that point? Like, if there's anything that you would like to share on, on that idea of, you know, feeling burnt out, especially at just such a competitive and and busy, you know, you know, your schedule is packed, and you know, with class and extra meetings, you guys are involved in extracurriculars on top of you know, expecting to perform at one hundred and ten percent during practice and during the season and in postseason. So, what might you um, say to those that might come across that feeling of, you know, feeling burnt out?
2: How did you um, or
1: <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, I think just being open about it and honest, and this is still something that I've thought about pretty recently um I think for me like being able to like communicate that with your coaches and I think in general like just being able to communicate with your coaches and whoever you need to about that um is really important because I think as student athletes a lot of times we show up to practice and we act our like our best selves like we are there to do the work and Then we'll go home, and then we'll figure everything else out. And I think that that's that's not always the best way to to go about it. I think having those conversations, especially early on with coaches, when you start to feel feelings like I'm so overwhelmed, I Mm -hmm. I like do I like this anymore? Do I want to keep doing this? Just having those early on can really be helpful in the long run. Before it gets like so overwhelming, you just don't even know what to do about it. Um, So just being open to have those kind of conversations with your coaches or whoever you need to. Yeah,
2: yeah. Um, I would say overall, just like cut yourself some slack. I mean, you work so hard and you've worked so hard to get there. Um, there's only a small portion of high school athletes that become college student athletes. So like mm-hmm. remind yourself of that because you did the work to get there. Like you don't always have motivation, but you always have to have consistency. And that's just something that you can work on you can tailor and there's people around you that want to see you succeed. So same thing with Ali, like talk to your coaches, talk to your teammates, like even academic advisors. I know that they're there for you and they don't want you to give up on something that you love. So definitely cut yourself some slack and just like process what you feel. You don't always have to like shove it away.
0: Uh, those are some awesome words of encouragement and advice from the both of you. You know, you guys really emphasize that communication to to be open don't don't you know uh don't feel like you have to go through the motions on your own that you you know you can reach out to teammates coaches uh you know psychologists or uh any type of psychological services on campus and just you know cutting yourself some slack recognizing that like it's it's very hard to to be 110 percent you know like it's not going to be like that every single day so cutting yourself some slack and say it's okay to have a bad day or take it uh, you know Shift down a gear and you know take a load off and and so that you can feel rejuvenated for, for the rest of um you know that week or that season or you know that semester, um so awesome great great words of encouragement for those that might you know begin to start to feel burnout and, and overwhelmed and not know where to turn or what to do. Cool. So, Julia, could you share some female athlete role models that you looked up to and why? Oh my
2: goodness. Well, I feel like I always I just love. Trina Williams like just her work ethic and even being like a woman of color in sports like you Mm -hmm. know she's very intense she's very muscular but she's like she is such a hard worker and -hmm. just like seeing that seeing her daughter match with her at like her final match that was so cute and it's just like it makes you want to work hard seeing how hard that she's worked um that's just definitely one of my big role models I mean there's so many others but
0: that's yeah, my, no, absolutely. That's my number one.
2: Serena's my number one. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, absolutely. That uh, You know, she is certainly um, an inspiration to to our society and to all walks of life. Um, yeah, no, definitely, definitely a fan favorite. Allie, how about yourself? Some female athletic role models that you've looked up to and uh, why?
1: Yeah, I would have to say Simone Biles. I think she's just queen. I don't know. She just... I mean, I would love to meet her someday, but she just seems like such a cool woman. Um, And she seems like someone who has gone through a lot, especially with Team USA Gymnastics and facing some really tough circumstances. And she just seems like someone who keeps showing up, keeps doing the work because she really loves the sport. And I think that that's something that's amazing to see. Like, just people love the sport so much that they just... Want to keep doing it, and mm-hmm. what happened at the last Olympics—her stepping away because of mental health—I totally respect that. I think that you know, it's—I can't even imagine the amount of pressure in those moments, and um, mm-hmm. especially just thinking about everything that she's faced with Team USA and all those hard issues. Um, it's really respectable that she can be in a really competitive scenario and be able to admit if she. Is not feeling her best and feeling able to f- perform.
0: Yeah, no, and I think that's uh, kind of sheds light of what we were just talking about of feeling burnt out or overwhelmed. That it's okay to step away. Like your your mental health. your just the feelings you may be experiencing are far more important than than you know putting on a, a you know a show for others. You know, and 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 I think too that you know it's such an example, you know, she's on such a big stage, she has this platform that other people can look up to her and say like, hey, if I need to walk away and come back to something like this, that I can, you know, because, you know, uh, resetting and, and and just feeling okay with who I am. And, you know, you show up to this thing and feeling all this pressure, you're expected, you know, already expecting to do great. But when you have this mental strain and and, and over sense of overwhelm and, you know, you're not gonna be able to perform at your best. And that's kind of what Julia was saying, you know, like cut yourself some slack, like, uh, you know, if you need to step away and come back to this, or uh, you know, open up that communication line, you know, you have the liberty to do so. So, yeah, it's absolutely a great role model. Um, why don't we shift gears a little bit into inspiring the younger generation? So, uh, Ali, how does participation in sports benefit girls and women both physically and mentally?
1: Yeah, I think that sort of what I was saying before, just with all the opportunities, I think when girls are and women are able to become in these communities that like uplift them and provide support for everything that they want to do in life, I think those are some of the best programs and best ways to like meet people and gain like really strong friendships and mm-hmm. communities. I think nowadays with like social media and technology, like there's so many like Virtual groups and like virtual ways to like connect to people, but I think that like nothing beats that in person connection and just like meaningful relationships, meaningful relationships with people, um, and just being able to have that support system in your own life is is great. Absolutely,
0: Julia, would you like to add uh, to that and like the uh, benefits of participating in sports uh, physically and mentally?
2: Um, I think overall, there, especially this day and age, I kind of want to shift it towards like um, the psychological side of stuff and like mm-hmm. eating disorders and a lot of that stuff happens, um, especially with social media. I feel like women are drawn in to like the idea of having like um, an unhealthy relationship with food, and I know a couple of my teammates have built stronger relationships because they're on a sports team because they're surrounded with those individuals that see the impact of. Um, them not eating enough before practice and having a coach that cares and wants them to reach out for help and um, just having those resources available for them I think helps them in the long run because you know in high school they may have with that more but now at college whenever we're on the road and we're with each other a little more than we want to be we kind of yeah. nag them and um, it gets them thinking about like what this means for them in the long run which really could affect them physically and I think just building that strong relationship is a really good opportunity that comes with being a part of a sport, being a part of an athletic department that wants its students to thrive. And I just think that's a really meaningful part of being a part of a program.
0: No, absolutely. And you've brought up an emerging topic and it's, it's been around, but it's definitely growing, especially with social media, that, that you know um, how people view themselves, their body image, and that, um, like you said, when you have that support system with your teammates and, 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 and your coaching staff, that it allows you to, to open up that conversation and feel comfortable that you have that support, that if you're going through something like an eating disorder or, or any type of other, like, uh, psychological, um, you know, obstacle that you may be facing that, that participating in, in these sports uh, you know, and part of a sports team allows you to have that support system that feel like you, you, you're you well taken care of and that it's a safe space to open up and, and have those conversations. So yeah, that's that's awesome that you shed some light on, on that because it's certainly a topic that should be talked about more. Awesome, and uh, Julia, as a female student athlete playing at the highest level of collegiate sports, what advice would you offer to young female athletes?
2: Yeah, have fun. <laughs> I mean, it can be stressful, like getting recruited, looking at schools, but um, definitely visit as much as you can, talk to the people as much as you can, as much as you can. I know, like even as a junior, like if a recruit comes in, and like you can always reach out and ask any questions that you might not mm-hmm. want to ask the coach, just because this is where you're going to spend four years of your life. Like, make sure that it's the right place for you and not necessarily just because of the name of the school or the prestige of the school, like really find somewhere that suits your needs and what you're looking for. Um, Because overall, like you're there to have fun, you're there to bond with your team, you're there to learn and really grow in your major. So make sure it's a good fit for you and look at all different types of schools, even if you don't think you're interested, like just Mm -hmm. seeing the variety is definitely important.
0: Absolutely, that's some uh, awesome advice. Thank you for sharing. Ali, how about yourself? What kind of advice would you offer to young uh, female athletes that may be aspiring to participate um, at the highest level of collegiate sports?
1: Yeah, I think just like going for it. Like I think that in college we have so many opportunities. Like starting with the recruiting process, you have schools that you or teams. You know, you think that oh maybe they're too good for me, or maybe this is just right, or maybe oh I'm I can play like on a higher level team than this team. And I think just like those reach schools and those programs that you think you're like, I don't know if if I would have playing time or I don't know if I would really help the team. I think reaching out to those coaches and giving it a shot is like great. And I think that coaches really value that kind of initiative. Um, I think oftentimes we're like a little bit afraid to sort of like step out of our comfort zone and like, you know, email those coaches or call them and like that's just what the recruiting process then like when we're in college like having those hard conversations that we aren't quite sure if if we're going to get it or not i think are are really important in college because sort of what, what i was saying before like i've talked with a lot of professors about this like when we're in college we have so many opportunities like it's four years where we're with all people who are at our sort of same level we have access to professors to coaches to an athletics department like we have so many opportunities right here before we go out into the real world. And it's not that we lose those connections, it's that we aren't as like physically close to them. Mm-hmm. So just applying to those reach schools, like having these harder conversations um, is really, really important for younger generations. And I think it's just important to like, not lose your sense of value and like remembering who you are and how much you're capable of. If you aren't just a student athlete, like, you're about to maybe graduate and you're about to go into the real world. Um, so just keeping that in mind.
0: No, absolutely. That, uh both of you have shared some um, awesome pieces of advice and uh, no, absolutely. Thank you for sharing. And then uh, to close uh, for inspira- inspiration for the younger generation. So are there any areas of growth that you would like to see in women's sports uh, for these future generations? What are they, what can we do to make these changes? Allie, if you if you want to uh, start us off.
1: Yeah. Um, I might need to think for a second.
0: All good. Yeah, take your time. Just future growth for women's sports, you know, for, for the younger generations. Is there anything uh, you know that you just want to see different for, for the upcoming student athletes and, and uh, women in sports?
1: I think just continuing to have our voices be heard and taking part in bigger conversations. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, actually, sorry, maybe I cut caught that. Yeah, no <laughs> I problem. Know, Julie no. You can go first. No <laughs> um, yeah. I don't know yet. <laughs> uh, okay.
0: All good. I mean, you want me if, to go? yeah.
2: I I, don't know yeah you go okay so for in the future while it's still growing I really want to see just um intensity honestly like I've been seeing a lot of like our sports here like the girls I love the pictures where they're just like oh like they're just like they show the passion for their sport which I mean can sometimes be not as accepted and I want it to be like more accepted I want it to be seen on social media like this basketball team is hype, like, look at this goal celebration from a lacrosse player, like, um, we see it a lot in, like, men's sports, but I think women's sports, like, we kind of tend to hold back our emotions whenever we do accomplish something great, I think that that should grow, and people should um, value that, especially when like, especially ESPN top 10, like, they've been showing more, like, women's soccer goals in the fall, and and I think that just having that inclusivity is something that's really important and should continue to grow and be shed
0: light upon. Absolutely, you bring up a really good point. I think, you know, uh, that ties into media exposure and visibility of women's sports. Um, in twenty nineteen, I think there was a st- statistic, uh, saying that about like approximately five and a half percent of 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 women's. There was only five and a half percent of uh, airtime for women on tele uh, like being broadcasted on tv and if you take away the women's world cup in 2019 it dropped to like three and a half percent inc- and that included espn sports center you know so and you know i think part of it ties into like how women are being portrayed what's actually being posted so like when you see you know the passion um that these women um you know have in, in these sports and, and the celebrations and, and and on top of their achievement um Absolutely. I think you brought up a good point, just that uh, the way the way uh, women are being portrayed should be accurate to what's actually happening on the field. Um, Awesome. Thank you for sharing. Allie, feel free to add on to that if you'd like.
1: Yeah, I think what Julia is saying. Yeah, just the passion for this sport, I think is something that I really want to like not see more of because women are equally passionate about their sport but just like Mm -hmm. women who are just going all in like who are playing their sport but also like who are great teammates and who are (laughs) inspiring the next generation just those key women in sport i think are are um really helpful for women in sport just inspiring inspiring all types of women in sport
0: awesome absolutely and then i'll transition to what more we wanna see um, in women's sports. So could one of you share some of the disparities in funding facilities and media coverage between men and women's sports? Uh, How can we address this?
1: Go ahead.
2: Um, I know we saw it with Oregon basketball, just the disparity in the NCAA Mm -hmm. championship. Um, That's another thing like through social media, we're exposed to more um coverage about women's sports and we do see the negative sides of it as well i think that overall just like addressing it i think it that the way they addressed it was really important because it showed that they weren't just brushing it under the rug um, and just continuing to see the equality in the different um same sport aspects just having equal funding equal um exposure i think that would be very really important
0: and Ali, touching upon the, what Julia just mentioned, what do you think we can do to address all of this? What, do we use social media? Do we you know use platforms like this podcast to speak about it and try and push it uh, to the masses? Uh, what are some ways do you think that would you know address these situations in order to get the proper funding, the proper facilities um, and and media coverage for for uh, women's sports?
1: Yeah, I think that social media is a great way to connect with people um, all over. But I think just keeping people excited about women's sport, like Mm -hmm. just like um, talking about it and it's exposing the public about like what's going on, um, which women are playing where, just like getting people more excited about it because it seems like right now people are so excited about men's sports and you know, football and men's basketball. And, but we need to do the same with women, just exposing people more to the sports, the teams and and everything like that.
0: And uh, this brings us to the last question I have for us. Um, How can fans, athletes and other stakeholders in women's sports work together to advocate for better support and coverage? And if you look at the case of professional sports, equal pay um, specifically.
2: Um, I think overall, just keeping that communication open, um, Mm -hmm. especially with technology, like you can zoom in for meetings with stakeholders and the different teams and where they're gonna be playing and have kind of an outline of expectations that they have, just kind of talking it out and not just assuming. I think communication would be really important moving forward in that.
0: Allie, anything you'd like to add on to Julia's answer?
1: Yeah, I agree with communication. I also just think like reaching out to the leadership, like coming together as a team and deciding on what you want. Um, That's something that like my team actually at college sort of did and you know we we drafted what we wanted and we went to the administration and even if it didn't necessarily work out, like we at least proposed our idea and Mm -hmm. honestly it was really empowering and it's empowering when women are able to do that Go to the administration and, and propose what what we think can work and maybe what can't um so i think just teams continuing to do that and sort of like what we were talking about before with inspiring the younger generations like like i think the first step is just deciding that you can do that you can write the letter or have the conversation to people who you aren't quite sure if it'll work but you can at least just give it a try because that you don't lose anything from that
0: awesome Awesome. Thank you for sharing. And that is all the time we have for today. Thank you, NEC fans, for watching and recognizing our student athletes in celebration of National Girls and Women's in Sports Day. See you next time on the NEC Overtime Pod.